Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. What's up, mi gente? That means people in Spanish. (laughs) How are you? You're listening to episode number 66, What Happens to My Covenants. What's good, people? Seriously, what's good right now? Right now, if you're listening way in the future, right now we're... I'm recording this with this whole COVID-19 coronavirus stuff going on. Lots of social isolation, social distancing, quarantine, and such. And I've just got to say, if you don't know someone on a ventilator or someone who has died, sometimes it's hard to look outside of our lives. Yes, it's sad for the seniors who right now aren't going to get graduation. It's sad for no sports. It's sad for those single moms out there with visitation and whatever with your isolation. I get that, but this is for a greater cause. By distancing ourselves, we can contain the spread, so please think of that. Think about all that's good in your life. Hey, I made cinnamon rolls today. I had yeast, thanks to a good friend of mine, so I was able to make cinnamon rolls. Yay. I ate three for lunch. That's not good, but (laughs) that's what's happening at homeschool today. But I was so excited after I spoke to my go-to old seminary teacher. He seriously knows the scriptures so well. His name is Bryce Dunford. He teaches at the University of Utah at the Institute, and he has also a podcast called Talking Scripture, Please check that out if you want the scriptures to really open up to you. And I had a question for him because here's the scenario, guys. We've all heard of this classic kind of what I thought was Mormon folklore where the single sisters or, you know, I usually hear it with the single sisters, okay, who are super faithful and never marry or whatever happens, and, and they're single again, whatever, and they're super faithful, there will be some stripling warrior for them after this life, someone prepared. And so I started searching LDS.org, now the Church of Jesus Christ.org, sorry, and I couldn't find this. And so I just reached out to Brother Dumford. And he immediately messaged me back and said, can you talk? I want to I lead you through it. So, guys, today I want to lead you through what he showed me. And I think it is so amazing and so true. And it's kind of like God's end of the deal, right? And I would never speak for God unless it's straight in the scriptures, which it is. Yay! So, basically, why? After... We've been sealed in the temple, and unfortunately, we do divorce, or fortunately, and we have this feeling that's absolutely devastating. And it feels very traumatic. It feels very broken because there's covenants associated. It's not just, you know, a civil marriage. Maybe you, <laughs> you didn't know each other that long or, or whatever the case is. But it just seems to be heavier because of the ordinances associated, because of the covenants, right? We believe this was forever, that this was eternal. 
And now we're putting a stop to that. And we've been taught our whole lives to not quit, so to speak. So there just seems to be a heaviness, even more so for those married in the temple that um, that have the ceiling cancellations. At least there was for me. And I, and I know through my work that I have seen that. So we need to think about ordinances for a second. So we have the ordinance of the sacrament. We have the ordinance of baptism. And in those, those are individual. Those are according to, you know, as I keep the commandments, I will have the Spirit with me. That's kind of the give and take. That's what God promises is as we keep the commandments, he'll give us the Spirit. And that's in the sacrament. And with baptism, you know, as you mourn with those who mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort and take, take Christ's name upon you, we receive entrance into the kingdom of heaven and we're members of his church and we're mem- members of his kingdom and we have the blessing of the Holy Ghost and we have all these blessings associated, but it's totally individual. You know, as we don't keep those covenants, then we don't receive the blessings. So it seems almost contrary to the gospel that we have this ordinance and covenant of the the marriage, the sealing, where it's somehow predicated upon someone else's agency through their faithfulness. And all of a sudden, we, you know, if we are the ones who've remained faithful and they have kind of broken their end of the deal, it seems unfair. It seems like this is a different ordinance. This requires two faithful people. What's going to happen to me, so to speak, or the other person or whatever? But right now I'm just saying me. What's going to happen to me who's been faithful and this has been stripped away? Does that mean my blessings are stripped away? And we can think back to the, the sealing ordinance and the blessings associated. That's a big deal. What if we've continued faithful? What if we are doing everything we can? That is the gravity of the situation. We feel like this ordinance has been predicated upon someone else. And that's devastating. How could that be taken away? What about my kids? Are they not sealed to me? What about all of this? So the answer is in Doctrine and Covenants, section 132. And this revelation was given to Joseph Smith about eternal marriage and, you know, throughout eternities, among other things. But we're just going to talk about verses 41 through 44. And in verse 41, it describes what happens to people who are unfaithful. So it says, And as ye have asked concerning adultery... Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man receiveth a wife in the new and everlasting covenant, so that means married in the temple, and if she be with another man, and I have not appointed unto her by the holy anointing, she hath committed adultery and shall be destroyed. And then it says, if she be not in the new and everlasting covenant, and she be with another man, so that means if you're married civilly, and you go with another man, she has committed adultery. Then it goes to... The husband, the man. What, what, what about him? And if her husband, in verse 43, be with another woman, and he was under a vow. So that's just any marriage, whether it's in the temple, married, or this just says a vow. He hath broken his vow and hath committed 
adultery. Okay, so it's just kind of defining uh, the adultery thing. Hey, if you're unfaithful, that's adultery. There you go. You're destroyed. That is no bueno. In verse 44, now listen carefully to the beautiful wording. And if she hath not committed adultery, but is innocent, and hath not broken her vow, and she knoweth it, and I reveal it unto you, my servant Joseph, then shall you have power by the power of my holy priesthood to take her and give her unto him that hath not committed adultery, but hath been faithful, for he shall be made ruler over many. Let me read that again. So it just described what happens if this husband commits adultery. It says, I will reveal it unto you, my servant Joseph. Then shall you have power by the power of my holy priesthood to take her and give her unto him that hath not committed adultery, but hath been faithful. Now, my beautiful seminary teacher says, you know what, in this verse, I do take liberty to say that this is not just for Joseph's time. You know, it says for Joseph to kind of be involved in this and, and taking her and giving her to another man. But he truly felt liberty to say that through the priesthood, the holy priesthood, the power of my holy priesthood, that she will be given another who hath been faithful and also those who have not had adultery committed against them, but who have remained faithful. You will be given someone faithful in this life or in the life to come. I think that's awesome. And so there it goes, that Mormon folklore. Hey, maybe the stripling warrior thing can happen because maybe one of them is the one <laughs> you'll get lined up with. Who knows? All I know is that it would be contrary against the gospel of Jesus Christ to not be rewarded the blessings that you have covenanted and earned through remaining faithful to the covenant individually. Therefore, it is an individual and, you know, a dual type of effort. And of course, you know, when, when one spouse does not remain faithful and you divorce, that is separating him and you, but it's not separating you from someone else and your blessings and your sealing. Your children are sealed to you. You are still in that covenant, on that covenant path. You've made that covenant and your faithfulness is the key Another thing he said that I thought was kind of interesting. See, we here on earth, we think of things like an engine. You know, an engine has those gears that run together. And we have this earthly, these earthly gears, this earthly engine versus the heavenly engine, the heavenly gears. And we think somehow that the earthly gears and the heavenly gears match up. And they, you know, go into each other and circulate, you know, within each other just perfectly. But when we mess up <laughs> our earthly gears, so to speak, we just don't think they can even fit with the heavenly gears. It causes all sorts of problems. 
so to speak. But we cannot make sense of something like that because we do not understand the perfectness of those heavenly gears and how they move. So we can't put it in that sense because we only have a limited understanding. Recently, our president of the church, President Nelson, was talking to all of us and he said that I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say. When you do not what I say, ye have no promise. The Lord is bound by these things. When we, you know, live up to our end of the deal, he's bound. He's not fallible. He will live up to his end of the deal. And just in closing, I was also pointed to a quote from President James E. Faust. At one time, he was a member of the, the First Presidency. If you're ever doubting or if you're ever doubting your decision to get divorced or wondering about it, wondering if you should or shouldn't and you feel distraught over it, it's a really, really difficult, difficult decision. But there's a, a pretty amazing quote by President Faust. Then it says this, What then might be just cause for breaking the covenants of marriage? Over a lifetime of dealing with human problems, I have struggled to understand what might be considered just cause for breaking of covenants. I confess I do not claim the wisdom or authority to definitively state what is just cause. Only the parties to the marriage can determine this. They must bear the responsibility for the train of consequences which inevitably follows if these covenants are not honored. In my opinion, just cause should be nothing less serious than a prolonged and apparently irredeemable relationship which is destructive of a person's dignity as a human being. That's good. You know, many times people will have been abused for years and years, but they don't think it warrants a divorce. Although their dignity is stripped, their relationship is irredeemable. They still don't think it's cause for divorce because that person hasn't cheated on them. Or however you've been raised. You know, we've all been raised differently. But I love that quote because it sums it up. All right, folks, so that's my good news today. Hey, you know, divorce is never good news, even if it is for the better. It's still a tough one, right? A tough one to get through. But with these things, knowing that your covenant is still intact, for me, that took me a lot of time, you know, without knowing what I know now, to come to terms and understand that my daughter was still with me, sealed to me, that my covenants were still intact, although ended in that way, in that form, but they are realized for me in my life, then and now. And I just wanted to share that great news with you guys. So, bunker down, folks. <laughs> Bear down, as the U of A Wildcats would say. We got this. You got this. Continue to be awesome. Let me know if you have any questions. Coach Emily Sanchez at gmail.com. Okay, make it a good one. Bye. 
thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.